Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. On today's podcast episode, this is the audio recording of a small self-care workshop that took place on Zoom for a local meetup group. Health coach Caress Fitch returned to coach a few of the participants to expand on their self-care practices for this year and hopefully beyond. As I was saying, we thought we'd talk about self-care for 2023. And Dee was telling me that um, her saying is 2023 for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what people are saying on TV. 2023 is new me or all about me in 2023. Nice. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I never thought to, to do anything specific for 2023 because I always prioritize my self-care. Great. It's weird. Okay, well, that's what I need to get. I need to be like you. Yeah, to- and that's that's why I invited you. You're, do you want to just give us a little bit about your background? Awesome. Yes, I am Caress Fitch, and I'm a certified primal health coach. I am also certified as a cannabis and health coach, cannabis and wellness coach. We all need to, um, you know, look at what we, what we do want to do for the new year and how we can take better care of ourselves and, and how we can pursue things that we really are interested in. So, um, Mm -hmm. my 2023 is the year of regulating my vagus nerve, toning and strengthening my vagus nerve. That's what my self-care is looking like for 2023. Well, that's really interesting. What what um, what do you have planned to do that? I don't really know a lot about the Vegas nerve. I know that um, uh, my mom had some issues about it, and we were kind of trying to learn about it. And um, so, what can you expand on that for us? Most of us know it as the nerve that's responsible for us getting our bodies into our rest and digest state. And for people that have experienced a lot of trauma or people that just have highly stressed out lives, it's possible to just always feel a little bit dysregulated. So I'm doubling down on my mindfulness practices. I'm learning vagus nerve uh, massage techniques so that I can really tap into that rest and digest anytime I need it. Yeah, I think a lot of us run around in fight or flight, like really all the time. And I think that's why we have so many people getting autoimmune diseases and, you know, uh, stress related health conditions is because our lives are just so stressful. And we, you know, now we have cell phones that have notifications, you know, Mm -hmm. 10 hours a day, we have 24 hour news, we have um just we are in an always on society right we we don't get to rest anymore unless we intentionally take that time so for busy like uh d is a caregiver and uh, mm-hmm. for busy people that tend to put other people first um how should they get started in prioritizing their own self-care? 
Sneak it in where you can. Because when you're busy and you're caring for others, a lot of times there, there are real responsibilities that come from needing to put the other person's needs first sometimes. But when you can, just take a moment and breathe. Really center yourself in your body and just be aware of your physical being. That, that practice of just getting back in touch with the sensations of your body helps you to not get into a spiral of thoughts and helps to keep those stress signals from going out of control. And even one minute, a couple of times a day is better than nothing. So even if you just get in the habit of, oh, I finished my water, it's time to refill my water. Or even before you take a sip of water, I like this one better, before you take a sip of your drink, take one nice slow inhale in and exhale slowly longer than you inhale. That longer exhalation helps to stimulate your vagus nerve and helps to get you in that rest and digest state. And when we get our bodies in this habit of going back to that state of rest and digest, that stress cycle, that hamster wheel of stress slows down and stops. Nice. Good advice. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, it's hard to uh, um, get off the hamster wheel. <laughs> it is. It is. So I'm a big fan of taking a tiny little habit and tying it to something else you're already doing. So since yes. we've all... We've all pretty much got the, the water bottle habit down. We've all pretty much got that down. So now, now that you have this habit, we're going to stack something else on top of it. And that's that long, slow breath just to let you get back in your body. And then you're continuing this whole practice of being in your body when you take that drink of water. So you're getting nice. an extra benefit there, not just the hydration. You're still being really aware of what's going on with your physical being. And again, that slows down the hamster wheel of stressful thoughts and lets you step off of it and have some peace. Nice. Yeah, you do have, you have a very peaceful voice. So are you, are you, um, doing your health coaching? Are you counsel different people? that have different health situations? Is that what you're up to? I do, I do. And I'm also a mental health first aid instructor because for me, the, the concept of wellness and self-care is not just your physical body, it's your mental health and your mental well-being as well. We're not single dimensional beings and we need to care for ourselves through all of the areas that we, we need to care. We need to take, take care of our physical bodies and we need to take care of our mental well-being as well. And, and you're in the Seattle area. So do you get, mm -hmm. you get calls um, by local agencies or whatever when people need um, mental health first aid? Actually, no, no. My mental health first aid training classes I run them all virtually. 
And currently I'm doing them just for small groups of, from uh, organizations or just individuals. That way we can keep a, a, a container that feels a little bit safer for talking yes. about some of these heavy concepts. Yeah. And what this training does is it prepares you to have a compassionate conversation with someone who is having a mental health challenge or crisis. Oh, that's great. And I guess it wouldn't actually be good for your mental health if you were getting calls to at night for emergency situations. (laughs) One of the things that you do as a mental health first aider is create your own self-care action plan. Okay. Pre-decide how you're going to care for yourself when you find yourself in a situation that you need to support someone else. As we all remember, we cannot fill anyone else's cup if our own cup is empty. And after you've helped someone else, you really need to take that time to fill your own cup back up with self-care. So we even include the self-care aspect as part of being a mental health first aider. Oh, that's great. So what does the action plan look like? How to how would we go about building ourselves a healthcare action? I mean a self-care action plan. Oh, here's that's the thing that is so so cool because your self-care action plan is completely unique to you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it it's all about what you need to support your needs. So you get to spend some time doing some reflection. You know, when I feel that I have been in a stressful situation, what do I need to feel safe and to feel secure? What do I need? And then making a plan to give yourself those things. That's all it is. You do have a question in the chat from um, Angie about how um, people can reach you for mental health session so we can um um do you want you to let them find now just me and i sure can i sure can you can find me and everything i do at mindfulpassions.co and the mental health first aid training link is on the first page or you can go directly to it mindfulpassions.co forward slash m h f a mental health first aid yeah oops i spelled it wrong mindfulpassions.co right dot mm-hmm. co i'll put that out on the chat thank you thank you and for those of you listening please be aware there is an age gate on the site to keep all of our visitors safe so please just put in your date of birth to access the page. That's all. Yeah, and if anybody else has questions um, they, for her, you can also put them in the chat or um, I think people can raise their hands or mm-hmm. um, we're small enough. I think people can just ask questions if they like to. You sure can. Are there any other questions? Yes. Hi, Dee. Hi. I I just want to um, just comment on on how you were saying that um, we cannot 
help others if our cup is not full, um, it's easy to get burned out. Very. And when you were talking about that, I was thinking about like other people like therapists and who listen to people all day. What is their, I was thinking, oh my goodness, what is their outlet? Um, how- they have therapists. Therapists have therapists. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense. Yes. That does make sense. Well, I'm burnt out. So I'm, I'm, and I feel selfish to want to make, you know, me first, because I think I'm in the age group. I'm 53. I think maybe, well, I don't know. I shouldn't stereotype my age group, it, but it did seem like a, when I was growing up, it wasn't a me first society at that time in the 60s, mm-hmm. 70s. And, um, but I just feel so guilty, but I am so burnt out. And it's not like I have a life. I mean, I'm just a caregiver and, you know, but I come home. Can we, can we unpack that a little bit, Dee? I'm sorry. Can we unpack that a little bit? You said it's not like you have a life. You're just a caregiver. Well, I mean, I don't do anything exciting. I mean, I I didn't mean to put that down. I mean, I mean, I meant that truthfully, but I mean, I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have a life. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't go out. I don't have fun. That's what I mean. Okay. 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 (laughs) Okay. So what what you're doing is you're telling us that you're a little bit of a workaholic without saying you're a little bit of a workaholic. No, I don't. Is that what's going on? No, no. I'm definitely not a workaholic. I just work and come home really. But I mean, I, I, um, you know, like most of us, we do our jobs. I'm, I'm a caregiver and I come home and, you know, I go check on my mom and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm her transporter to wherever she needs to go. So, I mean, the caregiving kind of don't stop after I clock out. Um, right. Um, just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. That's all. So I just feel guilty mm. about wanting to put me first. That's all. Let's let's look at that a little bit because it is almost endemic in the U.S. and I would imagine in Canada as well for women in particular to feel guilty for taking care of themselves when they have others to care for as well. Is that a fair assessment of of the way things seem to be going on this planet right now? Yes, yes, yes. And I know yeah. I'm not the only one and I, I shouldn't be, you know, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. So I'm not trying to make this about me, but I, I mean, you know, I just want to, just want to help me. Just, I just need help. I just want to help me get better. Dee, what would you tell your very best friend in the whole world if she told you that she was tired and overwhelmed and that she had stopped participating in her hobbies and all she was doing was going to work and going home. What would you tell her? I would want to know what can I do to help and what's going on and what can, just what can I do? What can I do to mm-hmm. help her? Have you done that reflection for yourself to see when you stopped taking time to play? It's, it's, been, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say how long, but it's been a long. I can't even remember mm-hmm. last time I was even happy. Mm. That's how long it's been. Mm. 
do you remember being six years old or so and having a favorite thing that you just like to do after school just to play maybe coloring jumping rope I've heard of that people saying go back to your childhood and remember what you like to do and Can you give yourself five minutes of play each day? No. Just five minutes. Yeah, I could, I could do that. You could even set a timer. Setting a timer really helps with those feelings of guilt because you've, you've committed to five minutes. You know, five minutes, nobody's going to really have a big problem in five minutes if you're not available. And if you set a timer that you can hear ring, then that helps you to keep that boundary of five minutes. And what it's also going to challenge you to do is spend the entire five minutes playing instead of shortchanging yourself and going back to regular mode after only about a couple minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. Five minutes a day a good starting point for play. And when we bring play and pleasure back into our lives, it helps the cortisol levels, that stress hormone in our bodies to decrease. Because the hormones that our bodies produce when we're playing and having fun are the opposite of those stress hormones. And you are so very welcome, Dee. And if you need, if you need it, I will send you a permission slip for five for five minutes of play every day. Awesome. I am all about the permission slips. <laughs> Thank you. You are so very welcome. You are so very welcome. Betty, I see that the permission slip tickled you. Do you need a permission slip too? it's okay um I think I always try to know what my self-care is and Mm -hmm. either it ends up it's almost like a new year's resolution it lasts like that month and then Mm -hmm. I go back to my bad habits Mm. or um I think I think my most toxic thing right now is my relationship with my mom we used to be Mm -hmm. like best best friends like when I was like even little till not too long ago Mm -hmm. and I don't know I've heard of like different things like um it's possible it could just be she's depressed or dementia or there's even a thing where I guess like when you get older it's called cold mother syndrome yep but um yeah she's just like the past like maybe 10 years she's just like been so emotionally void and like it's just not like her and we used to be like thick as thieves so it's just so weird to like have her be so like like recently I like broke my ankle Mm -hmm. and like normally she would just like message me every day and be like are you okay do you need anything blah 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 and then now I just hear from her once a week and be like oh hope you're doing good Mm and when I try to like contact her she just doesn't answer or she'll just be like oh I'm busy or so like it's just kind of weird like having that like it is not there anymore 
I'm yeah. kind of starting to get used to it, but it still kind of hurts. So yeah. I'm trying to find like self care as to like be able to be like, all right, you know, this shouldn't affect me and <laughs> ruin, you know, my life so much. Mm-hmm. Or if there's even just a way of trying to, I don't even know, because you can't really change people, but like try to get her to just mm-hmm. be back to the way she was. I don't know if that's even possible, but. I think it that's could one of be the depending on the, the situation and what's going on with her. Have you noticed any other changes in her behavior that have you concerned? Has she changed her uh, sleeping habits, how she dresses, the way she eats, anything like that? She, um, I mean, she always ate a little unhealthy, but mm-hmm. um, within that time frame she did eat very very unhealthy like there was a day where she went to like a hot dog truck got like two hot dogs and then went to the bakery next door and got two cupcakes and it's like oh my goodness like and then like right before that too she found out her cholesterol was so high that she actually had fat deposits in her blood and then she goes and does something like that and I'm just like and then I couldn't help it I got like a little bit like parenting and I'm like you know you gotta eat healthier and she's just like "Mm." and like I know she won't but then there's other times where she's like well I had a salmon dinner with green beans and like this super healthy meal and I was like okay well what did you have for snacks that day (laughs) like she had like four handfuls candy (laughs) (laughs) and like potato chips or whatever so it's like I don't know but I know she doesn't like it when I try to take care of her too much so but she then later she tells me she wants me to be her her caregiver when she gets Mm -hmm. really old so it's like I don't know it's interesting (laughs) it'll definitely it is interesting but Betty I do want to comment on your expert noticing of the changes in your mom that are concerning you. And if you have a concern that her emotional health or her physical health is at risk, one of the kindest, most loving things that you can do for her is have a conversation where you ask her if she would consider getting some additional help. Yeah. I've told her a few times she should try to get like a dietitian or something. And she, she keeps saying, like, oh, yeah, I just will, need a short, does. short course with a counselor. It yeah, sounds she like she's got, got some things that she's years. trying to work through that she's not having a whole lot of success with on her own. And yeah, you, you just said it. She's got a therapist now. Yeah, it took her years yeah. to get one. Oh, wow. Oh. And it's yeah. possibly going to take some time before you really start seeing a lot of changes as well. Yeah, she's a very private and proud person. So even if my sister is that way too, she refuses to see a therapist, even though she knows it's pretty bad and she really needs one. Yeah. So keep but, loving her. Yeah. Keep supporting her autonomy. And most importantly, keep taking care of you. Right. Keep taking care of you. Try. <laughs> trying awesome awesome and yeah angie i'm totally a big fan of bed yoga you don't even have to put your feet on the floor 
stretch your body, get yourself nice and awake. And it's a lovely way of giving yourself a few extra moments of self-care before you really even get your day started. Yeah. Oh, nice. I have not tried bed yoga, but um, but once I do get up, I do some different stretching things. Yeah. I don't recommend bed yoga if you share your bed with kittens. <laughs> that was a bad plan. That was a bad plan. I still have scars on my toes. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. But they were adorable. They were adorable. And bed yoga was a great idea up until that very moment. So <laughs> yeah. well, thank you for your suggestions. And I definitely appreciate that. You are so welcome, Dee. You are so welcome. Did you write yourself a permission slip? To give yourself that five minutes of play yeah, every day. I did. I did. Good. Good. And if you need it, hey, put yourself a gold star on the calendar every day that you give yourself that five minutes of play so that you can see this habit being created. And yes, I am a grown woman who will put gold stars, the little gold star emoji on nice. my Google calendar. I probably can't see it, but it's in my next Awesome. Year. I see it. I see it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Awesome. What's next on our agenda, Maggie? What is next on our agenda? Um, let me see. I took some notes just in case we just uh, spontaneously talk about everything. And let's see. Yeah. Um, so what I wrote down was... Um, just some, oh, how about, um, let's talk about, I know we talked about this last time we spoke, but um, boundaries and when to, um, what we should say no to and what we should say yes to. I guess we'll start oh, with, yeah. with oh, saying yeah. no. Saying no, oh my goodness, please say no to anything that does not light you up. If it does not genuinely make you happy and excited to do it, and it's not a requirement for you to do for some other reason, then please say no. Please say no. Anybody here have a difficulty with that? Do you ever say yes when you shouldn't? <laughs> or when you don't really want to? <laughs> I do. Yes. I do. I, I grew up in the good girl society. Go along and get along. Don't make a scene. And I don't have to make a scene, but sometimes it is best for my physical and mental well-being to remove myself from a situation that does not serve me. So please say no to anything that does not serve you. I can almost guarantee if it is not helping you get where you're trying to go, it's keeping you from getting there. Yeah, I think a lot of us. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's not a requirement. I mean, you got to think if you're at your job now, you got to think. 
You gotta think. And sometimes if you find that that job is just crossing far too many of your boundaries, maybe that same work can be done someplace else with less stress. I have had to make that decision. It's not an easy decision to make. And it's not always a, a decision that you can make. So when you find yourself in that situation, you double down on the rest of your self-care so that the days at work don't take as much from you. And when you get really, really good at saying no to the things that don't serve you and don't light you up, your yes becomes even more powerful. And when you say yes to those things that do light you up and excite you, oh, the sky is the limit. But the most important thing with all of these things is respect your own boundaries. We cannot expect other people to respect our boundaries if we will not respect our own boundaries. Can you give us some examples? Yes, yes. One of my favorites, um, it, it, this is not a personal example. This is a fictitious example. But one of my favorite boundaries is I don't eat foods with added sugar. And then you get invited to the family birthday party or a family dinner or a work event and a sugary dessert is served. And someone very well-meaning offers you a slice or a scoop or a portion, whatever it is. And instead of saying, no, thank you, we sometimes give in to the pressure to go along, to get along and take a piece just to be polite, thinking, I'm really not gonna eat this. But with it sitting there in front of you and a fork or spoon, what ends up happening? We end up taking a bite, don't we? Because it's yeah, there. We eat the whole thing. <laughs> and that one bite leads to it being the whole thing. Right. And then now it's mad, man, I'm mad at myself because I said I wasn't going to do this thing. And now here I've gone and done it. And the kindest thing that we can do for ourselves in that situation is actually to just say, no, thank you. Or even remove ourselves from the, the event at that time if the people around us can't support us saying, no, thank you. When we cross our own boundaries, we give other people permission to cross our boundaries as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Shift to my next position. That's always the best position for your back, your next position, especially when you've been sitting a lot. Yes, good idea. Okay, and then um, on uh, uh, on the other side of it, how about how 
Um, how do we know what to say yes to? I know you talked a little bit about that with D, but um, mm -hmm. say we're just in a rut and a routine and we haven't, we've let things slip away that we used to like to do. How do we go about um, figuring those out again, what we might really enjoy? Like once we get rid of the stuff that we don't want to do, what can we put in there um, to really nurture ourselves or add to our life? It's really going to go back to us recognizing when we feel good. When we feel good, when we feel like we are whole and complete, when we're feeling like we can handle whatever the world gives to us. The reason I'm saying these, that this is the state that we want to be in is because this is when we're, we're regulated. Our nervous systems are regulated. We're in control of how we're putting ourselves out in the world and we're not reacting. We can be proactive because we are more in control of ourselves. And the things that you want to say yes to are those things that help you to stay in that space. So if you find that for you, well, I'll use me as an example, for me, I enjoy that space a lot more when I have a daily meditation or mindfulness practice. So that is a thing that I had to make myself say yes to because it is so easy to say, eh, well, I want to sit for five minutes. It's, I have to sit still for five minutes. That's eh, boring. I don't want to do that. But when I remember the ease, the reduction in stress, the ability to sleep better, the reduced anxiety, all of the positive things that come into my life from giving myself that five minutes. You notice I didn't say taking that five minutes. Ooh, giving yourself. Giving myself those five minutes. Because then I can gift to myself peace and happiness. Self-care is not about taking anything from anybody else. It is about pouring back into you. And doing that in all of the ways that fill you up and nurture you. So we need to look at not just how we take care of our physical bodies and our mental well-being, but also look at your social connections. Do you have enough of a social circle that you feel nurtured and that you have people you can reach out to when you need or want to connect with other people. Look at the health of your intimate relationships because that's a reflection of how well you are taking care of yourself. Take a look at your finances and your organization of your home. Because those are areas that can cause you stress. Right. Your self-care gets to be everything that lets you show up with all of the fullness of you. And if that means making an appointment in your calendar to schedule you to, uh, uh, what is that word? Reconcile your checkbook on the 28th of every month, then you do that. That is self-care. One of the things on my um want to do list is playing the guitar I used to play a lot when I was younger before the internet mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I find it hard to find the time and you know I 
I, uh, I'll start and I'll be, oh, this is so great. And then it'll fizzle out, you know, and then mm. start again, it'll fizzle out. Yeah, but just stop it fizzling gifting. out. Yeah, when you say nice. gifting, it would be a gift to myself because it's just something I do really enjoy. It really gives yes. me like some joy that I wouldn't have exactly. otherwise. And to make it easier to stay on that habit, make it obvious that playing the guitar is a thing that you do. Make oh. it attractive, make it easy. Maybe one of the gifts that you should give yourself is a dedicated spot with all your music gear set up so that when you have five minutes to play guitar, you don't spend it getting set up. That's a good idea. Make it easy. That's similar to um, tips that we tell people about working out. You know, if you want to go to yoga in the morning or whatever, get the clothes mm -hmm. out the night before, get your, put your stuff all out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know yeah. why it's because behavior change is behavior change. Yeah. Whether we're trying to change a behavior to get us more movement in our day or change a behavior to get us more music in our day. Nice. Good idea. Either way, it's, it's a behavior change and we still apply the same tools and techniques. We're still the same humans with the same brains. Yeah. If I set a time, I could just put the guitar like right at my spot <laughs> and then I would play it. That's a really good yes. idea. Yes. Yeah. That's part of the reason that so many of us that like to read before we go to bed at night, keep the current book on the nightstand. Yeah. Make it easy to get to. Make it easy to do this new thing that you want to do for yourself. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. What else do I have on my list here? Saying yes, saying no. Um, me time, exercise, stress reduction. You talked about meditation and breathing, taking breaths. Um, any anything specific about nutrition? Yes, there is no one diet for every person on the planet, except one that is low sugar and high fiber. The rest of it doesn't matter so much, but we keep seeing over and over and over again that when we eat a high sugar diet, that it causes us harm. And when we don't eat enough fiber, it causes us harm. So if we can cut out some of the sugar and increase the fiber, then the rest of it, make it work, make it work. But doing at least those two things will give you a great improvement in your energy and how you feel and your overall health from the inside out. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Let's see. Can you see that comment in the chat? Um, you could be surrounded by yes. many people, but if you don't have meaningful connections with those friends, it leaves you feeling lonely. Yeah, that's exactly. what I thought to keep this meetup group and not let it uh, disappear because there's like a thousand people in it. And, you know, with COVID, a lot of us have become kind of disconnected. We have, we have, and it's actually the pandemic that pushed me to decide to become a mental health first aid instructor uh -huh. because I kept seeing firsthand all of the distress 
that people are finding themselves in because we are social beings. We were not designed to live in isolation. And some of us adapt to those changing situations better than others did. And being able to recognize when someone is in distress and to be able to have that compassionate conversation with them has saved three lives that I personally know of. Oh, wow. Yeah. This pandemic has been hard. The isolation has been hard on people. And so self-care is so much more important. And we really need to be bringing our view of self-care out of this idea that it's indulgent or unnecessary and instead remind ourselves that when we brush and floss our teeth, that is self-care. Yeah. And if we can be just as practical about the rest of the, the things that people need as we are about toothbrushing, then the world will be so much better off. Yeah, I would suggest too that, you know, there are in-person classes probably in your area and, um, and, you know, I would try to find an interest that you have and connect with real people in the community if you can, like whether it's, you know, a yoga class or a book club or um, what, what other suggestions do you have, Caress, for, um, making new friends, you know, like in person. I love uniting introverts through knitting groups Uh or quilting groups. Anything that gets people into a space where they can do something physical. You know, bowling is a great way of meeting people. If you're a bowler, that's a great way of meeting people. Any type of of sporting event. Um, I love going to craft events. Because you meet the most interesting people. Even just going and hanging out at the library, seeing what events they have at your local library. Yeah. Library events are good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. If you're feeling really adventurous, check out some bar trivia. You don't have to drink, mm. you know, but you, you get to play a trivia game surrounded by other people. It's a silly situation, it's generally not stressful generally not stressful yeah gaming groups are also a ton of fun um i recently moved to seattle i used to live in austin and gaming pubs are a big deal there oh yeah it's it's a it's it's a public house i can't really call it a bar it's more along the the uk version of a pub where People of all ages are allowed. And yes, they do serve alcohol, but they also have a full menu and all of that. But these are spaces that have board games. And you can literally walk in, get yourself some lunch, and join a Settlers of Catan game and make some new friends. Oh, nice. Or join a Monopoly game and make some new friends. Oh, that's great. Yeah, community centers as well. And I was telling mm-hmm. Dee, I work at a YMCA and that's a great place. Like if if you do, if you like, um, you know, water exercise or or yoga yeah. or um, I know there's just quite a variety of classes and that is a good way to make new friends, you know, because if you've been in class with somebody a couple of times, you start to talk. You kind of start to talk to them. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. tend to hang out in the burlesque community. 
because that's fun and it lights me up and it keeps me moving. And yes, I see uh, that trust is a big deal and that it's scary putting yourself out there and meeting people, especially right now. There are a lot of crazy people happening out in the world. Totally, totally understand that. So please, please, please take baby steps and use your intuition to keep yourself safe because your gut tells you. We all know that feeling in our tummies when it's like, mm, it doesn't feel quite right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you feel that little flutter, pay attention. That's all. Just pay attention. Yeah. And I know you may have noticed my tapes. Uh-huh. These are strips of KT tape to stimulate my vagus nerve. I did mention that the vagus nerve is my target for 2023. And these little bits of KT tape just keep me very chill. Oh, interesting. It's a technique that can help prevent anxiety attacks. Uh, It helps to relieve neurological vagus joint pain for some people. And it can help you sleep better. Oh, I never heard that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And Betty, I am so glad that you are here. I'm so glad that you're here. Not having transportation can be very challenging when you're trying to meet new people. So thank you for joining us today. Dee, I saw you come off the mute. Did you have something you wanted to add in this space? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask a question. Yes. I and I wanted to make sure I'm pronouncing this right because I wrote it down. It's called a vagus nerve because I wanted to Google it. Mm-hmm. Yes, vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S. V-A-G-U-S, okay, I spelled that wrong. Okay. Yep. It's going to surprise you because you're going to find out that it is the longest nerve in your body. And this is the nerve that we now believe is responsible for the two halves of our brain being able to communicate with one another. So it's really got an important, very big job in your body. It's important for it to be healthy. So nice to learn stuff. Yeah, what's the next step that we take if we want to learn more about that? I haven't gotten that far yet. (laughs) (laughs) You, You are coming in and hearing about my personal experimentation to that that will result in something definitive in the future but at at this moment (laughs) we're just in the baby steps of this (laughs) then we'll have you back and you can give us yes yes yeah but for now the stress reduction breath work taking a little time for ourselves uh, for play yes it's a really good get that play in daily y'all get that play in daily to become a routine for me excellent absolutely absolutely i have it scheduled in my calendar for that that hour after dinner and before i'm getting ready to go to bed that is my playtime and yes it literally says on my calendar playtime sometimes i play video games sometimes i color in a coloring book sometimes i read sometimes i watch tv whatever floats my boat that particular day because the point is to rest and recreate, you know, recreate, get get recreation time. And Betty, I totally agree with you. Work hard and play harder. That is one of my models. 
work hard, play hard. You still with me, Dean? I'm still here. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm just, I'm just, thank you. Just, I'm thankful and grateful. And I'm so happy. I'm happy I made it here today. Yay. I'm happy you made it here today as well. I'm happy we all made it here today. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Put it through intuition now. Oh, you didn't need my permission, darling. You needed your permission. <laughs> I just gave you the idea. You gave yourself the permission. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Any last questions? We have about five more minutes. Any uh, anybody else want to uh, ask anything specific? Hi, Betty. I'd love to hear your question. Oh, I hand um, up. So I wasn't sure if I mentioned it earlier, but I broke my ankle. Um, yes. they said I might not be able to walk for almost 10 weeks <laughs> oh and my. it's been about two and a half weeks and I am just stir crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What can I do for myself, like mentally and maybe also physically to like distract myself and not get so frustrated with <laughs> just sitting on a couch all day? <laughs> oh my goodness. First of all, I feel your pain. <laughs> I spent six weeks on bed rest with a fractured hip once upon a time. And oof, yeah. oof, I will tell you, I did so many crossword puzzles during that time. That's what I was that debating. It, yes, yes. Crossword puzzles. Um, we, I, I didn't have internet. This was pre-internet. So oh I couldn't even just kind of hang out online and learn a new thing. Yeah, I've been so, downloading a bunch of games on my phone. <laughs> so, but then you the beat last... them all, and it's like, oh, now what? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, what, what was a different challenge for you? Might be able to learn something new. What's something that's that. always got you curious that you've never given yourself permission to explore before? Hmm. I don't know, but I do love learning. Yeah. Oh, you know, that just <laughs> kind of sparked an idea. Maybe I could try online classes again. Ah, there you go. I there attempted go. it before yeah. and I got too busy and had to just give up on the idea, but I know they give fr some free courses online. Yes. Maybe I could get like a journal and a pen and just kind of learn something new. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. And you'll, you might spark a new hobby right. or you could spark a change in career or you could spark starting a new business. Who knows where this can go? <laughs> and it wouldn't be time wasted because I'll have it. It won't be time noggin. wasted. That's <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I like that idea. Maybe I'll get into that. Super cool. Super <laughs> cool. I hope so. I hope so, because I'm a lifelong learner. That is part of the, hmm, some people would call it a curse, 
of being a health and wellness coach. I think it's a perk. I really do. But I'm just that weirdo that really enjoys reading the research papers just to figure out a new thing that's going to help somebody. But that's me. Me, That's That's not everybody. So (laughs) I love learning. Learning is like my favorite thing. Yes. And if you need a break from learning something heavy, challenge yourself to learn something strange. Hmm. (laughs) Seriously, seriously. I could not understand what the appeal was with soap operas. I just could not. (laughs) It made no sense to me. So I watched 40 hours of soap operas for research. (laughs) I documented them. I'm serious. I turned it into a research project. I documented them, mapped out the relationships in the the program, tried to understand why do people sit and watch these things? And I came to some conclusions. And now when I watch certain shows on television, I'm like, oh, that's a soap opera formula. I recognize that. (laughs) So even if it does nothing to your life, but give you amusement in the future, it is not time wasted. That's the purpose of play, isn't it? Mm-hmm. my grandmother was obsessed with soap operas, especially so like the young and the mine. restless the bold and the beautiful <laughs> it got to a yes. point where she would just like call us up and be like oh my god frank died or whatever and we'd be like oh my god we're like we're all rushing around trying to figure out who like frank and the family is and then like later and like two days later we find TV. out it's a soap yeah. opera <laughs> and we're like really really yes (laughs) yes but you know in a lot of ways the soap opera was kind of her social outlet wasn't it it was yeah she loved those people for her to interact with and love on and yell at through the tv (laughs) yeah i'm sure it kept her young (laughs) i bet it did i bet it did Dee, did you want to add one more thing? Thank you so much, Betty. And thank you, Angie, for your insights as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, I was that what Betty was saying. I mean, we were all running around and seeing Frank was. Uh, that was so funny. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I have been there. I have been there. My grandmother was a big Edge of Night fan. Oh, the Edge of Night. Oh, my goodness. It tells you a little bit how old I am, doesn't it? <laughs> old I am because I remember it too see (laughs) (laughs) oh Maggie thank you so much for letting me come and crash your meeting thank you and we'll have you back on again well uh once you figure out the Vegas nerve you you let me know and we'll we'll definitely uh schedule something again I'm sure everybody really definitely and maybe I can come on and, and demystify the endocannabinoid system Oh, absolutely. That could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of good stuff for us. I hope you found this helpful and can make yourself a self-care action plan to begin to stack some healthy habits. Let's all get off the hamster wheel this year and be more intentional.
Thanks again for listening to the Off of the Couch podcast. Have a great day. Take a small step. Talk to you soon.